The Non-Profit Comeback Podcast with Garrett Housel. Welcome back to the third day of the Nonprofit Comeback Summit. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, And we're kicking off the day with an absolute powerhouse, Jessica Koch. Uh, Jessica, would you introduce yourself for us? Um, I am Jessica Koch with Jessica Koch Consulting, and I'm the Italian mother of seven. I have been in sales and marketing for more than 25 years. I've had the honor and pleasure of speaking um, all over the United States um, for associations and uh, organizations and government uh, entities as well. And um, recently, in the last two or three years, I've um, been invited to uh, speak internationally via uh, virtual before it, before it was the thing to do everything virtual. I was um, working with some of the um, co- different countries. So at this point, I now have uh, clients in six countries, and uh, we offer high-end sales process systems and consulting, as well as LinkedIn and social media training, and a virtual assistant membership program, and cost savings and efficiencies. So really, a long list of um, business consulting from the profit end. So our tagline is grow your profit, seed to orchard, sell more and spend less. So there you go. That's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I know I've done work with you in the past and uh, we've done some things together, which is pretty awesome. And uh, I look forward to continuing to do so. But, you know, I was surprised. Well, I'm not surprised because you're awesome, Um, but it it, it is surprising how often you have the opportunity to speak. So it's it really is a treat that we get to have you here on the Nonprofit Comeback Summit, because, first of all, you are very desirable material and uh, you're a wonderful speaker and presenter. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Right. And so we're going back to back because uh, that's how we wanted to do today. Um, But. This first session, we're talking about affiliate programs for nonprofits and and why they matter slash how they can be used to help an organization grow, right? So could you start off by just kind of giving us a surface level overview of of why it's necessary for nonprofits to consider looking at affiliate programs and why that is so powerful? Well, I I thought I would start even deeper than that. So um, traditionally, there are a couple of key ways that nonprofits make money and why this is important more than ever before is um, the LA Times. So there's good news and bad news. The LA Times uh, reported that charitable giving uh, as of um, right after Thanksgiving was mm-hmm. actually up 25% mm. um, from the prior year. However, um, because of, uh, so USA Today in December reported we were at 885,000 unemployed and uh, of the one point. 1.5 million nonprofits in the United States, they're expecting a third of those to not make it. That's 500,000 yeah. nonprofits that will end up shutting their doors. Yeah. So it's really important now more than ever before to look at all of your different channels of income revenue stream to support your nonprofit Absolutely. Um, and or your business for that matter, right? right yeah. And and thinking about the, um, your, the employment of yourself and your team because um, also the that unemployment number, that gigantic number I shared is 
partially on people who are unemployed now as the effect of the nonprofits not making it because they have employees, you know, their nonprofits are huge employers. And so we're going, we could potentially lose that if we don't take a serious look at, at this. And so in my research for this, um, in conjunction with what I already know and where my talents and skills show up, I do some d- uh, deep dive digging um, in research. And so I always learn something before I do a speaking event, which I find exciting. Um, and one of the things I learned is, and this may be common knowledge to everyone else, so, you know, that's okay. I'm, I'm all right to be human. Um, is some of the services like Meals on Wheels, for example, actually charge for their services, mm-hmm. a really nominal fee. And that's just a poor, you know, of course, that doesn't support the whole project. And they're still a nonprofit because they have to supplement and all these things. But, you know, on average, that's a three to $7 charge uh, for the person receiving the meal. And then sometimes insurance is involved in yada, yada, yada. But having a service for your, um, a small fee for your service is one way income comes in. Another way is charitable donations. And we, um, we talked about that and we need to think about why people give just a charitable donation. Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason why is because your mission, vision and story and purpose for your cause has moved them. Now, this is important in all, pretty much all aspects of um, the different ways nonprofits bring in money, right? Because, um, because whether we're talking about how we're making a spreading awareness or having people get involved and purchase it or charitable donations or your grants for that matter. I mean, all of these different things are going to be tied to this story and it's either a personal story for them themselves and, or someone that they really truly love and mean something to them. Right. Absolutely. So making sure that your entire team and staff is conveying personal stories and connections to that mission and vision in multiple forms of media, everything from podcast guesting to videos here to blogging and articles and making that connection is hugely important to keep your charitable donations growing. Um, Grants are, you know, obviously another huge solution solution for this. And then often you're having to, um, as a part of that grant, uh, so, so I say um, grants are really similar to charitable donations, except for uh, there's a way more paperwork <laughs> involved, right? And um, I put together an article on LinkedIn that I'll share with you to share with the, fo- the listeners, because sure. In this, I'm giving them a ton of resources and links and things that they can check. So um, one of the resources is the top um, grant funding locations and resources for nonprofits for 2021. So I came across this amazing article that gives a lot of great guidance on, on the grant process. But realize too, that you want to have something written about your story, mission and vision and incorporate stories yeah. because you're gonna utilize that not just for marketing, but also in the grant process, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Another hugely, and feel free to like add in or comment or stop me, but (laughs) I get on a roll. It's all good. I love it. Take a breath. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, you know, I think a lot of the things that you're talking about are absolutely wonderful. And um, they're they're great places to plug in some of the other talks that we've had a little bit more in depth about this. We had a couple of sessions yesterday and the day before, um, you know, we had Jeremy Turner talking about uh, proactive planning. We had Heather Mm -hmm. Safkin talking about your strategic plan and grant writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Kyle Cabas last night at the, the last session. Um, and she was talking about non-traditional marketing, like feel-good marketing. All of those are wonderful, wonderful sessions that if you haven't listened to yet, you should, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I think those those coalesce very well with what we're talking about here today, just in the importance of a nonprofit to really be able to have this overall view, this 30,000 foot high view of their organization and how they affect and are affected by their environment and their surroundings and the world in general, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so- being conscious of income streams is mm-hmm. extremely, extremely crucial for the success right. of an organization. And we've talked about that in a previous session where uh, some people aren't treating a nonprofit like a business because they're so obsessed with the mission. Mm-hmm. And that dedication to the mission is absolutely phenomenal. It's wonderful, but it needs to be balanced out by treating this organization and this entity as what it is. And it's, that's a business, even if it's supported Mm -hmm. on the foundation of a mission and a vision, right? Right. And so the reason I started us this way, even though we're going to get to the affiliate piece, I promise, is because you really do need to have a plan for every single one of these streams and they complement each other in different ways. And so the next one is um, what I call cause marketing. And that is those partnerships and joint ventures with organizations like you see at Walmart. If you mm-hmm. give, you could be encouraged at the end of your ring up to give a dollar to, I think it's Ch- Children's Miracle Network Hospital System. And even Uber, I was doing, like I said, doing some research and learn. Um, they, uh, they'll offer that you can add and tack on $5 um on top of your fee to support a cause. Um, and I think it's a children hunger uh, program. And then Amazon smile, right? Well, yes, we'll get to Amazon smile. That is, there's the good and the bad and the ugly with Amazon smile, but we will talk about that one for sure. But so this cause marketing is really, um, the add on though of, of, uh, ring up and even some, um, Electric companies will have and say if you rate mm. if you total up your electric bill to the nearest dollar that that bit of change will go to support families who can't afford their electricity right now right mm. so there's this cause marketing that's tied to um, a transaction like a dollar right. transaction like when you're checking out at a register or you're checking out with Uber or you're, right. or you're paying your electric bill and then there's sponsorship and then sponsorship traditionally is like you know the company uh, that supports the local and helps put together the the lights on the local baseball field right mm-hmm. for the for the community or supports that team or or sponsors um your uh big event like your breakfast or your dinner or dance or your concert or whatever. So your sponsorship where they're going to get some advertisement, typically sponsorship right. connected to advertisement. So they could also sponsor a banner on your website and yada, yada, yada. Right. right. Then there's corporate giving and corporate giving actually comes in lots of different pieces. And you'd think that's bundled in with sponsorship, but not necessarily. So right. corporate giving can be interpreted and looked at it as own line item with multiple sub bullets, if you would. So 
of course, again, a traditional donation, right? A corporate um, giver, <coughs> excuse me, again, can also do the sponsorship like the website banner. They can give a pro bono service. So if mm. they are a large corporation and they have something that you need for your nonprofit, say a printing company, right? They could choose to print some of your marketing material for free for you. Um, they could provide a product or a service. So if they're a furniture um, organization and you are the echo house and the they need dressers or, you know, a couch for the community room or whatever. So a corporate giver can do that. They can also, as a company, decide to do a time donation with volunteers from their staff, giving their employees, you know, a paid day to go do whatever it is the cause needs. So there's a couple of different, like I said, sub bullets and layers with corporate giving. Right. Now, fundraising events. Fundraising is where I'm going to say we also have sub bullets and where we begin to enter the concept and the idea of the affiliate programs. Sure. So fundraising um, has really struck such a terrible blow and a hit yep. um, for the nonprofits because all of those um, organizations, um, many, many organizations, American Cancer Society being one, um, that do the walks and the runs and the dinners and the galas and the silent auctions and the things where you're having these huge gatherings is taking a hard huge, down. Oh my God, it's taking a huge hit. And they've been innovative and um, they've done virtual walks and, and virtual concerts and, you know, they're doing a great job, but um so I'd say that's one sub. And then you have your traditional fundraising, even things that we think about for our kids' school or the band or mm -hmm. whatever it is where you're selling tins of popcorn or candles or wrapping paper or the infamous chocolate bars, right? That <laughs> knock on the door and with the collaboration. So it's another joint venture that you don't always think about with that old school kind of company, you are saying, and they're saying, yes, we'll let you sell our product and they're going to keep a piece of that money, but then they're going to give a big chunk. Right. right. And we, we see this with um, Chick-fil-A does a great uh, service with this and collaboration with nonprofits and things like this. So it, it sort of acts like a commission, an affiliate fee, if you would, or mm -hmm. a referral fee, right? Um, another really great example of this actually is realtors. So, and people forget to think about this and access. So this is something that nonprofits that is a little bit more innovative that you could do is work and reach out to some of the major brokerages in your region and have a meeting and talk with those realtors about being an option because a lot of the realtors will give a certain amount of their commission to the cause of their client's choice. Mm -hmm. And so if they generated um, uh, a piece of marketing material, right? That the realtors could share about this concept and then list some uh, and some of the nonprofits in the region that they um, like, but then still leave it open to whatever cause their client would like. It's still going to, they may not have a cause that they're tied to. And they see then on, you know, these three right. to five listed on this sheet with a description of what they're doing in the local community mm -hmm. that could then begin build a boost of revenue stream and commercial real estate and some of the waterfront property. We, we can be talking a sizable amount of a donation mm -hmm. for the realtors who are choosing to do this program. Right. 
And, um, and there would be a benefit for the realtors at the same time, just in terms yes. of building the relationship with those organizations and, yes. uh, and organizations and being able to send more people to the realtor, right? The organization can send in a newsletter. We have reached out and, um, and are happy to announce that uh, potential collaborations with these different brokerages, please make sure if you're buying or selling your house or your commercial property that you ask if your realtor has this kind of program. Here's some who are participating and send a thank you in that kind of a newsletter formula. So this is a, this is a, a benefit, a win-win for everyone involved, right? So yeah. it's, you know, benefit for the community and the people who are benefiting whatever the cause does. It's a benefit to keep the cause going and their employees, because that's, you know, huge. It's a benefit to the realtor and for the people who get to be a part uh, on the customer end of that. So you're talking about like four or five people winning in this kind of a scenario. So it's outstanding. So then, um, then I'm saying too that there are uh, companies like plumbing companies and you know your traditional tried and true businesses in your community that can offer the same kind of thing. You know, if you mention XYZ, you know, the client could get a discount and the charity could get a cause because, you know, different um, services that have more of a cushion and a margin in it are happy to do those synergistic things so that I, as a nonprofit can promote to my, you know, thousand or five thousand or whoever's on my list in the local community that hey if you use john's plumbing he's agreed to give all of our followers a 10 percent discount on their services mm -hmm. and in addition give a 10 percent donation to the cause so this is a huge win for us and then then the you know xyz plumbing company then gets this promotion and this mm -hmm. shout out via you know, an email, a Facebook live, a feature, an interview, however you creatively decide to build this collaboration. Right. So what I am suggesting is in the world of an affiliate program, the only true difference here is based on what we're talking about is the fact that um, it's a little easier to track when there is that more traditional, the, the newer technology connected to a link, right? Right. Because then you can give it lifetime cookies. So many people can have the link and um, then all of that can be tracked back electronically. Usually there's a username and password and you can log in and you can see how many sales have been made off that affiliate link. And, and so then you really have an idea of how much reach your, your marketing efforts are getting because you can see the clicks as well as the sales. So right. there's just so much more you can do when you um, step into and add, I'm not saying this is an and or, this is an addition to. All these things should be, again, there should be a marketing and sales campaign and strategy and plan for every single one of these ways I have mentioned today for you to bring in revenue for your organization. Now, the affiliate program, let's talk about that a little bit more. What, where would you start? How would you do this? Well, you would start with your corporate givers, right? Mm -hmm. All of the businesses that have given to you in the past. And you would look to see, do they have um, a book 
that they're selling? Do they have, you know, an online course? Are they a traditional organization that might be able to give like the example of the plumber? Are they a real, it doesn't matter what they are, see what they have. And I have to tell you, we're such a self-published world right now that even the plumber may have his own book out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> and he might even have his own podcast. So see about getting a, a guest appearance uh, on the podcast as an executive director, right? And so, and, and look to see who already have their own established affiliate programs, right? Mm -hmm. And what, so what kinds of affiliate programs are we talking about here? Are we talking about based off of products or services or, or something else? Absolutely. All of the above. So for example, for me, if they were to call me as a past giver of a cause that I was working with, they would find out that I absolutely have, I have a referral fee for my virtual assistant program. I have an affiliate program for uh, my uh, speaker programs, for my online courses. I make a video. I have a video uh, marketing campaign and package that I produce and provide. All of those, I have uh, click and buy courses that are just online informational. And all of those are connected to an affiliate program. As a matter of fact, I share that with, so American Cancer Society, Hospice, um, A Dream Queen, and several other nonprofits are an affiliate of mine. Of the, and they went in, they got their own link. It goes to the PayPal account for, they featured me in a newsletter. I interviewed them on my podcast and featured them and made the announcement. I was invited to be interviewed live by the executive director and live streamed on their Facebook pages and uh, to announce the collaboration. You know, so there's this great um, ability. Now let's talk about the affiliate, the Amazon Smile. The Amazon Smile uh, program is, you know, it, it's great. It's great to do if you have a massive list. If you're a smaller nonprofit, it's not necessarily the best program out there. And reaching out to your direct businesses to ask them what they have. Do they have a book that they could offer a percentage of the sale to go back to them? Do they have an affiliate program or an online course? Are they, you know, do they have a product, service, whatever it is that you guys can do some level of joint venture? where you can promote them mm -hmm. and they can share revenue with you because you're going to get a much big banger for your buck for this relationship directly because yeah. you get, do you know how much money that the nonprofits get from the Amazons? It's a half of a penny on the dollar, a half mm. of a penny, a half penny. We don't have a half penny. <laughs> you have to put some pennies together to make a penny. Very <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, this is okay. If you know, you have a hundred thousand people in your newsletter and 2% of the hundred thousand is what a hundred people do mm -hmm. it. And then you end up with, you know, maybe they all make a, a $200 purchase. And then you end up with whatever the math is, you know, some really smart math person is going to tell you it's about a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, or, you know, it's really a sad, sad, small amount. <laughs> um, yeah. If you, are you, are you a, a brilliant, can we drop a buck and match us and you can tell us how many there are. I, I think it's, a, I think it's around a thousand dollars. Okay. Well, if, if a half a penny is going to equal a thousand, I don't think it's going to equal a thousand dollars. Well, how many people did you say? I said, so if out of the, so it's 2%, let's do the math. 2% on a hundred thousand. Yeah. 2% on a hundred thousand divided by two. That's a hundred. That, that's a thousand. Yeah. Okay. And they buy on average, say, uh, let's say they may, they purchase a hundred dollars worth of product. A thousand $25. Right. For half of them, so they get half a penny on the dollar 
for that amount, a half a penny on the dollar. So it's a very small amount. So unless you're dealing with larger numbers, um, it's, it's, I think something everyone should sign up for, but how heavily rely on it. Yeah, it's really not going to pull in tons and tons now. And you, well, well, before we before we move off of Amazon Smile, I did want to note that there has been a change recently where now it's way easier for people to choose your organization mm-hmm. as an mm-hmm. option instead of having to go through a specific link. You can choose that mm-hmm. in your account. Well, that is nice, uh, and that does help. But again, you know, really uh, not not the best. So. There, I do am also including in this article I've written um, some links to uh, 10. I found this another really amazing um, article on charity affiliate programs. And so some of these are just standalone in existence, right? So Greater Good, for example, sells a variety of different items to help raise money for causes that matter to their customers. So then you can just see how you can become uh, included in this and the products are already there. Right. Um, then, uh, and then one of the other ones I liked, oh, this is another good thing just to know about. So if you're going to begin to enter into this realm, um, give WP is a WordPress plugin that allows websites to accept donations for your favorite causes. So you would want to know about that so that if you were building that relationship with the plumber or um, the realtor or whoever, then that could make things more automated and easy for these relationships that you're um, pulling together. Yeah, yeah, so there's just these things that are already out there that uh, tools and resources that can help you. Um, yeah. with this. Uh, I think the next big thing to talk, I don't know how much time do we have left. It's all good. It's all good. No worries about it. Um, <laughs> so before we get into this, this next uh, kind of conversation, I want to, I want to ask you a couple of questions regarding, sure. we, we've already talked about how awesome affiliate programs are in general. What are some of the options and tools? Um, and obviously you've got this article that you've written specifically for us, which is absolutely yeah. wonderful. If you want to send that to me uh, at any point, you can do so and I'll distribute it um, appropriately. Um, but, you know, I kind of wanted to ask, what are some of the problems associated with an, an affiliate program when it comes to nonprofits, right? What are some of the, the kind of barriers that we can expect to see and how do we overcome those? I think that it is the same problem you have for every single other one of the ways you can raise money in a nonprofit, mm-hmm. except for the grant one. The grant one is in reverse. So, um the grant issue is finding the grants that are available, right? And making right. sure that you participate properly and on time. But all the other programs that we talked about that are options to raise money for an organization, the number mm-hmm. one issue is awareness, you know, is, is letting them know that this program is available and here is how it works and getting mm-hmm. their people to use it, participate and step up and remember, right? So staying yeah. top of mind and remembering and, and awareness. And that's one of the other things that I really, really like about affiliate programs because this next piece we're about to talk about ties in with, um, I mean, there, there are plenty of nonprofits, especially the larger ones, investing in, you know, build, 
billboards and Facebook ads. And uh, they're, I mean, they're paying out of the money that they're trying to bring in to do for this cause out for marketing and advertising and promotion, because without awareness, your cause is nothing, right? You have right. to market. And so if the organization, the nonprofit creates an affiliate program of its own, then you have another win and you, and you, you know, you think that may be counterintuitive. However, um, some of the things for them to think about, and let's talk about this concept in a little more detail um, that they could use for their own affiliate program is, well, first of all, their list, right? Their contacts, they have, they have a list. And some of the tools they'll need is email on a responder, texting tools like um, your product, um, videos, you know, the storytelling component, some sort of payment tool. I, I love a, some sort of software that is, uh, makes the bookkeeping and the tracking and everything super easy for the affiliate and a team member to really spearhead the project, right? So that is some of the things um, that they'll need. They'll also need to look at what they can possibly sell or provide, right? This can be an information product, right? This can be um, a video, a training, a support, and you can gear the product in two pieces. You could gear something small and inexpensive toward the people you're serving, and then something different that is a benefactor toward the people who are giving. So mm -hmm. if you could develop a product that would support and be a benefit to the, the benefactors who give to you, then you have something that you can sell of a decent amount and include an affiliate program because this way, a small portion of the sale is going to go to whoever else is promoting it for you. So yeah. some of the top bloggers in the industry um, will promote it. And, in, and, and this is a better return on investment for these nonprofits because instead of just randomly putting a Facebook ad and a billboard out and hope that that motivates someone to purchase something or or donate something to you mm -hmm. um you're only paying out a trickle a small portion if someone gives that's a guaranteed money is coming in versus putting out for advertising that is just well that's the marketing budget and that's what we're doing with it right mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better if every penny of the marketing dollar was connected to a guaranteed either purchase of whatever it is the nonprofit was selling and or a donation connection right mm -hmm. if they could connect every single one of those to those marketing dollars instead of just marketing dollars that float out there in the air then um, I think you're, you're doing something so much more powerful. The other thing I think that nonprofits need to think about with this affiliate program idea is considering developing also a free gift, right? Yeah. A guide or, or something, again, one that supports the people that are for the mission and the vision, sure. but another one that um, 
that supports the businesses and the people who are donating, you know? So you have to think about your audience and your categories in two different ways because yeah. you could create a, ch- so if you're a nonprofit, you could create a checklist or a guide for grants for small businesses because you as a nonprofit have had to learn something about the grant yeah. world and industry. And guess what? Small business owners, women, business owners, um, uh, the veterans, all of these different people have an opportunity for grants also, but they don't know anything about that world. Right. And if you offered a checklist or a guide or something like that, that supported them, that could even lead to a larger project or a product right. because it could be the free gift for the guide and the checklist. And then the grant person or volunteer or someone on your team could help you produce a small video training or some support and additional resources that helped these businesses find grants for themselves. Now they would pay for that, right? right? And if you had an affiliate program tied to it, then other people would market it for you. So that helps to get rid of the number one problem we have for all of the programs and fundraising and money revenue income streams, which is promotion, right? right. So getting someone else to promote it at no cost to you, except for a guaranteed income revenue, is the best way ever. And that is why affiliate programs are so powerful for nonprofits and for all of us, for any business owner or entrepreneur or individual company, large, small, or what have you. Um, And the other interesting thing to know is everything has an affiliate program. So as a nonprofit, you have um, a domain name provider, a host provider, uh, a website provider, a um, maybe you use Canva for your social media posts. Like ev- think about Zoom. Think about every single thing that you use to maintain your nonprofit that you have to pay money out to and go back and look and see if they have an affiliate program because nine times out of 10, they absolutely do. And then you're able to say, and sign up for free for their affiliate program and talk about how this service or product is supporting your nonprofit. And if they'd like to learn more, check, please check them out and consider using your affiliate link because the nonprofit will receive a small portion. You want to be transparent. It's part of the rules of um, the world of affiliates, but absolutely fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, For them to be able to then turn expenses for the nonprofit that they have to have in order to exist, because you have to have a website, you have mm-hmm. to process your credit card, so you have to, you know, um, create social media posts. So a lot of people are using Canva. Even if you're using the free version of Canva, you can be an affiliate and be promoting Canva, Absolutely. and then making an additional revenue stream. So really take a look at everything you're spending money on and see if you can't turn it around to be um, a contributor instead of an expense. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that that's absolutely crucial for, for people who want to actually take this seriously and, and, and monetize it as, as optimally as possible. You have to look at every cent that's going out of the organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leads me to this question, like, are there any kind of considerations that a nonprofit might need to make um, that others may not have to when it comes to an affiliate program, either in association or building their own? Um, you know what I would say I am, um, as a consultant, I have added one of the things, um, to my business, 
um, which is Legal Shield, because mm-hmm. I consult so many clients, and my answer is constantly, I am a, not an attorney. However, you really need to have a legal release for your podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you have legal contracts in place for your affiliate. Make sure those are the proper disclaimers on not being responsible if you choke on a piece of that popcorn or a nut in that chocolate bar because we did sure. a fundraising campaign or trip at our nonprofit. You know, so a lot of these, the big nonprofits have attorneys, but the smaller nonprofits, they still need the guidance of an attorney and 40 mm-hmm. bucks a month. Instead of, you know, 500 or a thousand or more for just a retainer, just to have a conversation, not to mention the hourly rate of being 250 or more an hour in most cases. And maybe, and maybe you have somebody on your board or maybe you have some pro bono something or whatever, but, um, looking at and having a conversation with how things need to be properly set up to protect yourself. Um, so just because you're sharing again in the support of, you know, right. if that plumber does a, you know, break something, they're personally responsible for the work they provide. And that's an important thing um, to think about and making sure that you're using a disclaimer every time you share an affiliate link of your, right. You, that you're promoting as a nonprofit to, in order to make revenue and just if I'm make correct, sure legal shield if I'm correct legal shield also has an affiliate program correct absolutely that's what I am I'm an affiliate of them that's why I'm talking about it because I talked just I just did it this year because I think I probably referred gosh dozens of companies to and I'm still just referring, um, but I'm I'm um, I'm actually going to get compensation now on my referrals because um, I work with one of the top um, individuals in the in the corporation, and so I have that relationship, and I send them an introduction, and then you can decide what's right for you. But the other thing is the identity protection because mm-hmm. your um, your tax numbers and all of these things, everything is so much more at jeopardy than ever before with the what's happened in the world yeah. shift. And having that inexpensive, but really valuable and reliable tool is great for them. So if you don't have the benefit of having someone doing pro bono work for you as a nonprofit or being on your board and giving that service as a gift, um, or super affordable discount, right. then really do look into something like a legal shield because you don't want to do all this work and, and lose the ability to serve your purpose and your mission, your vision because of legalities. Cause yeah. people will hold a nonprofit to their feet, to the fire, just like anyone else. So you have to be careful with copyright and images and images. You can't just use a Google image and put that out there in the world of Facebook posting right. uh, or on your website. If you're um, some sort of entity, whether nonprofit yeah. or business, again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving anybody legal advice. Like I say this all the time. I'm, I'm the Italian mother of seven, but I'm not your mama. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you financial, legal or medical advice. However, I know some things and I think you should check in to it with the proper um with the proper certified correct individuals for whatever the issue is well there you go i i think that that covers the disclaimers for uh, this episode as well yeah uh, i think that covers the this whole conversation as well you know uh, neither of us are, are legal counsel but uh you certainly have access to it um mm-hmm. 
Jessica, thank you so much for all this information. It's It's been absolutely wonderful. I, I've learned quite a bit already, and I know everyone else listening has as well. Um, you know, we talked about different kinds of applications for um, affiliate marketing within the nonprofits and, and what role that plays, as, as well as how to kind of build your own, right? Mm-hmm. As, and, and so those are all really important point pieces of information that we, we are, are so thankful that you've given us. Um, before we go, are there any kind of uh, golden nuggets that you want to drop before we leave? You know, I really think that the most important thing I can tell you is put it on your calendar and schedule. I know you have your high level plan, your, your nonprofit business plan, your strategic plan, all these plans, but make sure that you have gone through the list we just gave both the key list as well as the sub categories and you really truly have a specific plan of action of and goals connected to each one of those individually um and we just Mm. listed another one right all of your expenses take a look at everything you pay out that wasn't even one of i should probably add that to one of the potential ways a a nonprofit can bring in revenue that they didn't even realize because you can essentially erase the majority of the expenses right yeah um, I mean, and even if you get really creative, um, you could, I bet, even do sponsorships for the, the core employees, right? What if a corporation sponsored an employee salary for core positions in your company? I mean, that would be a creative and innovative. So just take a look at every expense and think about how you can apply it and have a true, true plan for it and then break that plan down into you know quarterly monthly weekly daily actions that are assigned to a mm. team member that are on a calendar because i say this all the time so i say if you're if you're not there they can't find you if you don't tell them they can't know if you don't schedule it won't happen and that goes for just about everything i talk about and in this in this um, space. It's if you're, if you don't have an affiliate program or you're not using someone else's, if, then you're not there. If you don't tell people about it, once you have one, <laughs> then it's not going to help you. Right. Uh, they can't know about it if you don't tell them. And then if you don't schedule it to be a part of your plan uh, down to the day and to the person, then nothing is going to happen. So that's, that's what I would say. There you go. Absolutely wonderful golden nugget. Jessica, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it so much. Um, This has been a wonderful session talking about affiliate programs and uh, why it matters for nonprofits. Um, What are some ways that people can get in contact with you if they if they think that either your services or your insight is is worth having a conversation about? So I'm on LinkedIn, which is our next topic, uh, the next time we uh, meet, which is not too long from now. And um, I'm also at jessicalkoch.com. So J-E-S-S-I-C-A, the letter L, and then K-O-C-H.com is my website and all the ways and all the things I have are um, pretty much under that umbrella as well. Well, there you go. And uh, if that explanation wasn't clear enough, or you don't want to rewind and and hear her say that again, uh, you can just text Jessica to 888-357-4456. That's Jessica to 888-357-4456. And that's going to give you all of her contact info that she just talked about. Super easy way to get in contact with her. And she's also included a free training that you can get exclusive access to by texting the word Jessica to the summit number.
And uh, if, if you're ready for the next session like I am, I hope you're excited because uh, we're in for a treat talking to Jessica once again, uh, but this time talking about how we can use LinkedIn to locate volunteers, philanthropists, and donators to our cause and our organization. And uh, I know that she's seen massive success with this in, in her own uh, business, as well as the organizations that she helps. Um, so if that's something that you want to be invited to or be interested in, in attending, you can go ahead and text event 14 to the same summit number we read earlier. That's gonna give you a link to that session if you haven't signed up for it already. Um, but without further ado, it's been a pleasure hosting you on the Nonprofit Comeback Summit. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. Hope this was valuable. Garrett Hassel, signing off. Mm -hmm.